Hello, I'm John Brink and we are podcasting on the brink from Northern British Columbia in the capital of Northern British Columbia, Prince George. It's a fall day, beautiful day though, and, and, and even then Prince George is this beautiful, beautiful area, the colors of the trees and all the things around. The fall is one of my most favorite times actually. And today is a special day. I have a guest and a friend that I introduced, Terry McConaughey. Hello, John. It is such a pleasure to be here. How are you doing, Terry? I am doing fabulous. It's a little busy. Yeah. A little busy. Um, I've got my running shoes on, and uh, I took my red cape off just for this interview. But yeah, uh, yeah we're just uh, we're running. Yeah. So it's kind of a special day because for you, because you're running for for the mayor's job in Prince George. I'm running for the full time. Full-time gig, John, the yeah, big chair. Yeah, and the date, the, the election day is the 15th of October. Correct. Which is just kind of in politics tomorrow. It's a week and a half away, and actually advanced voting is today yeah. at the um, Civic and Conference Center Already, from 8 yeah. to 8. So I'm going to vote yeah. after this. Yeah, and, and uh, so now you've been on city council for two terms? Correct. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the... Uh, Quite an experience. The first time you got elected, uh, was it in? 2014. 14, yeah. Yeah, was the first term and then 2018 for term two. Yeah. Yes. What brought you to politics though? You know, because it's quite a step. We watch it and then, uh, you know, and then at some point we think about it and then at some point we have to take the leap. Oh, absolutely. And it is a big leap and it is... It, it's nothing like, um, you know, my past uh, career in nonprofits and yeah. in growing up in Prince George and raising yeah. my own family here. Yeah. It was never something that I had considered yeah. until we got closer to 2014. And I think what it takes is it takes encouragement from those around you and yeah. people that love you. Yeah. And if you have that encouragement and just people asking you. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened to me. Just I think I'm, I'm grateful people saw perhaps some skills, some... Um, my passion for Prince George, my yeah. ability to work hard, uh, a real superior work ethic. Yeah. And so with that support, yeah. then you can gather up the confidence, yeah. right? Yeah. So to, to do it. And so I ran and oh my gosh, I got, um, I came in on six or seventh or something. Yeah. Of, in of 2014, how many, how many there's councils? eight council seats yeah. and then the mayor. Yes. Yeah. And so then, I, I made it in and what a, what an honor. I, yeah. I can't even overstate that enough. Yeah. Um, the opportunity to learn and meet people and participate in decisions that affect our city. There's nothing like it. Right. Now, you've been in Prince George for about 40 years. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So you are, have been here for a long, long time. You saw it going through one of the most important periods in Prince George because Prince George, relatively speaking, is a new city compared to a lot of other places around the world. Oh, yes. You know? we're, we're just, um, I, I see, is we're still kind of like a teenager. Yeah. We're in those insolent years, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And um, still coming into our own. Yeah. Now, if I could look back, uh, you know, and... and uh, uh, yeah, at Prince George, particularly the last eight years have been a challenging years. A lot of things have happened to Prince George. Now, for our guest, if you look back in the background, what we see is the city of Prince George. We are on George Street, 
and right behind us we see the new swimming pool yes and the infrastructure of Penn George at one point when I first came here in the mid 60s uh, 65 actually Penn George was a bone town yes it was not a question of uh, the, the normal question would be when did you get here and when are you leaving kind of thing you absolutely know? it has changed dramatically in particular in the last 10 years in terms of infrastructure but also other things that have happened is UNBC the University of Northern British Columbia the, the best nor the best small university in Canada two, three, four years in the row. Pretty amazing. And the uh, medical program, Northern Medical Program, that's been a game changer. But no question. Right, John? And the BC uh, Cancer yeah. uh, of the North. Yeah. That has been incredible. Yeah. Um, helpful for the um, quality of life. Yeah. For people who live here. And um, I, I have been running into lately is um, folks that grew up in Prince George, lived here, built careers, moved away, and they have moved back home yeah. to retire. Yeah, I hear it, it's more incredible. And more of that too. Yeah. So as I get out and about, and because I am running for uh, the mayor, the mayor's seat, I'm out talking to people on an amplified basis, more yeah. than normal. Yeah. And so I'm getting these real stories um, in real time. Folks that um, said, "Yeah, I lived on the island, and it was great. It was nice, and it was a segment of my career." But yeah. when it came to settling down. And where I wanted to retire, I wanted to come home to my friends yeah. and my family in Prince George because this is one of the best cities um, that I've ever lived in. Yeah. And, 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 and in it Canada, is. period, right? So, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. We're very, very fortunate. And, and then in particular, you know, then if you kind of think in terms of a challenging period for all of us around the world was the COVID period. And obviously still kind of phasing out of that. But uh, a lot of people are rethinking in terms of do I want to live in a big city? Do I still want to take me an hour and a half to get to work? All those kind of things and saying, no, I want to change. And, and looking at our area here, I think within 50 miles or 80, 80 kilometers around us, we got a thousand lakes and, and nature is so close to us. Last week I saw two, two black bears just crossing the road and within the city limits and we see foxes, we see moose, we see everything. We're living with nature and it's such a beautiful, as I said during the opening, driving around and seeing the colors change uh, in the fall. It's, and at it's, the same time, we have experienced the greatest a growth a construction explosion. Yeah. The landscape of the city doesn't even look the same. Yeah. There's hotels, there's housing, um, there's student housing. You can just take a look around and there has been an awful lot um, additional um, multifamily seniors housing yeah. um, we have a thriving arts community yeah um, it, it's very th thriving uh, we have a, a we have a symphony orchestra yeah we have professional theater yeah we have education the yeah. College of New Caledonia University of Northern BC yeah and uh, I was asked at the candidating last night at a library event you know, what do you love about Prince George? And I said, well, I can drive from my house to work and, and uh, I have to drive around the block to hear the end of Purple Rain by Prince, right? So yeah. I, it's, it's close. And, yeah. and the city is big enough where you don't know everybody, no. but it's small enough where you know everybody. Yeah, more or so, less, right? Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, I, th I think even folks that have come here to visit or stay for a short time or a work period. Yeah. 
It is, um, people always say, how friendly people are in Prince George. Yeah. Now, I would be remiss if I did not say the College of New Caledonia, also a major organization oh, that yes. has all around the area region, it has satellites and Quanell and, and, and Burns Lake and Vanderhoof and, and North, an, an amazing, amazing organization. Yes, and trades programs. And, and absolutely great programs. So more and more we are becoming, uh, you know, where it was at one point, a place where you want to make money. Now it has become a, a, a perfect community to raise a family or for that matter to retire and enjoy uh, the world around you and still be close enough to a big, big city if you wanted to go there. You know, oh, absolutely. You can come here and um, embrace higher education, build a career. Um, so many times we hear about um, uh, young, young men or women, they say, oh, I came here because my, my partner, my spouse um, yeah. was, was living here, working here, his or her family was here. Right. So um, there's a real love connection in Prince George. I'm mindful of that too. Yeah. We grow some really amazing people yeah. and um, people from outside of Prince George fall in love with them and then yeah. we bring them over to our side yeah. too. And they yeah. grow families. Yeah. yeah, no question about it. So you came here in uh, about 82 in that area? No, you know what? I was um, uh, and talking to my mom. She had the exact date. I think it was like July 8th, 1971. 71. And, yes. And where were you before that then? Uh, born in Chilliwack, and then we lived in Lillooet, little town of Lillooet, mile yeah, zero. Yeah. My, that's where my folks met. They yeah. met in high school. Yeah. And, Amazing, um, yeah. It, it is, it's great. Yeah. It, it's really nice. Um, it's a beautiful place to visit. It's a very unique town. And what brought you here? To uh, my father's work. Yeah. Uh, with finning, BC Rail, finning, yeah, yeah as a heavy-duty mechanic. Yeah. And, um, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and yeah. I'm the oldest of four, four girls. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we lived in several little areas. Uh, I went to Giscombe Elementary. Yeah. And Giscombe lived in Willow River on yeah. the uh, Willow side of the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sacred Heart, the Prince George College, uh, Ron Brent. Yeah. I think seven schools in 12 years. Yeah. Graduated from Kelly Road. Yeah. Kelly Roder. Can you and, believe it? Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And that school, even the building's not there anymore. It's been no. rebuilt, of course, but yeah. my building, my, my school, where I met my husband. Yeah. And uh, I found him in the hallways in grade 10-ish. And he was like one of the tallest people in the crowd, of the crowded hallways. Oh, my goodness. And he had hair down here and it kind of just like blew in the wind. And he had yeah. Jordache jeans, volleyball runners, and a chocolate brown leather jacket. And, um, and I thought... Love on first sight. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. It literally happens. Yeah. It, it's a phenomenon. Yeah. And it certainly worked for me. Yeah. So we'll have been married um, 34 years. Yeah. Uh, November 19th. Amazing, eh? Yeah. You know, how, yes. How that all kind of happens. Oh, I'm a very lucky, lucky woman. So now on the other part, you've been very involved in the community in a number of areas, right? So... Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, one of my funnest, uh, funnest, most funnest jobs um, have been in the non-for-profit sector. Yeah. And I love events and I love working with boards and different committees. And um, there's nothing better when you work with a group of people to pull yeah. off something great. Yeah. That is really cool. So 
uh, I managed the uh, site out at Hubble Homestead. Yeah. That was that was great. I was a pioneer woman by the end of that season with uh, no running water and, and hosting all of our events out there. That yeah. was worked with phenomenal people out there. Um, yeah. The Hubble House is the oldest house in C2 in our region. Unique. So a lot of history yeah. around there. And um, my job as general manager with the PGX, now it's the BCNE, yeah. bringing that into its centennial event. Yeah. Some of the best years of my life were working with people there. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and that was a critical period for them as well that you were there, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And um, 50,000 people over four or five days would wow. come through those gates. Right. There was Immensely successful oh, event. Oh, so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Uh, we would have team panning, 300 um, uh, teams of panners and 300 head of cattle over in the rodeo grounds yeah. to... Amazing. Um, draft horse to light horse to yeah. miniature horse to yeah. uh, pole bending and um, yeah. all, all different kinds of uh, agriculture. Yeah. And then the Midway and Home Arts, Biggest Pumpkin and yeah. all the entries. Yeah. Um, I, I loved it. And then and the I Home worked Building Association, people. you were... That's where I'm at now. Yeah. So I went and right from the fair board yeah. to working with uh, the Canadian Home Builders yeah. Association of Northern BC. Yeah. And now... I went from working with primarily farmers and rural folks, um, and, and, and they work hard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? And then yeah. now, people that I work with now, they work 7, 24, 7, 365 yeah. in this industry. That's what in it takes. In construction. Right? Yeah. It, it, takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of guts. It takes yeah. a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of bravery. Yeah. Right? So it's a tough industry. It is. To be in. But we, uh, people that belong to my association are literally building communities. Yeah. Right? One home at a time. Yeah, and, and, and doing a period again, the last 10 years in particular, where all of that has changed dramatically. At one point, uh, you know, the, the, with all due respect, uh, there wasn't much imagination to building really houses and, uh, uh, you know, you had standard three bedroom house with a basement and, uh, you know, and, and a carport or a garage and then saying that was it then. Well, yeah. you're right. I mean, now the, the, the biggest thing that's on deck now is um, with the BC Energy Step Code. Houses are being built more efficient. Yeah. So as part of the Clean BC initiative, um, the housing industry is really participating in climate change and environmental impact to reduce um, the uh, effects, the carbon effects on the environment. And by 2030, the goal is to have every home built will have the opportunity to produce the energy that it consumes. Right. So a net zero energy home using a renewable energy to bring in that last 20% right. required. So, um, yeah, people that I built, that I work with are, are very creative, very intrepid and yeah. Um, yeah. are right. really embracing this opportunity. It's, it's not only the right thing to do, they want to do and build better but it's better comfort, better indoor air quality. Yeah. Um, houses will last longer. It is, it's pretty cool. That whole yeah. industry is changing. Yeah, and, and as you know, I'm also a developer with one of my companies under the umbrella of the Brink Group. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, and so what we kind of doing is looking forward and we want to build for tomorrow, not just today and the minimum possible, but already bearing that in mind that uh, not, not so much as to be ready by that time, but already the public more or less demands now, how far are we going towards the 
green built and and be a being paid and another thing i think that would be this is a great opportunity to have this conversation with you john because of your position is i think there would be some value to um design of our new construction so that it um for the aging in place the concept of aging in place i don't think it would be very difficult you correct me if i'm wrong or cost additional just more of a design so that somebody you know younger could stay and as a couple they're not in their 70s maybe 80s or any time with mobility issues now they have to move and find another home you, but if the hallways could be wider the doorways the plug-ins up higher for wheelchair access exactly and 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 have the the supports behind the walls yeah for the bars and the showers and by yeah. the you know commode and things yeah. like that i agree don't you think that would be cool for your new developments very to, important yes yeah yeah. And it's something that seniors are asking for. Yeah. Because it is it is proven that folks thrive better when you're home. Home yeah. is home. And it's better to be and home for as long as possible. That way, right? To leave is the oh is the gosh. last thing that you hope to do, especially when things become more challenging and difficult, right? A- absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Prince Council of Seniors um, has programs that are supporting seniors longer in their homes. Yeah. So I think we could help. Um, the construction industry could really help with that right. by designing homes for all homes. And so if I look, hypothetically speaking, at Prince George as a community where I want to retire, yes. as a lot of people now are doing, starting to look at it, and then I look around and saying, it's a progressive community in terms of we have universities. That helps me because my grandchildren may decide to be here, yes. uh, to be educated. There are jobs available here because it's still on, in its infancy in regards to uh, development of an industrial factories here and, and, and industry will be already is attractive and, and we have the attention of major smart money that is looking at where do we go from here? Because Prince George is the center of British Columbia, but also a major corridor from Asia to the U.S. Midwest and Eastern Seaboard. And we, for all intents and purposes, are an inland port. And that uh, is, is, again, very active in terms of what will it look like five, ten years from now. And smart money is looking at how do we place ourselves that we are part of that growth that is going to happen here? Absolutely. We're perfectly positioned to capture opportunities that are there now and opportunities we're not even aware of yet. Exactly. And, and, and then again, for investors and those that uh, are looking forward to the potential of enjoys, and that's kind of why I came here 60 years ago virtually as looking at this that it is not if but when this will, this will, and I say this perspective, this will become a major, major engine to the uh, development of what I call the other half of the province. Yes. And then I say to my friends down south that probably 75, 80% of the GDP of the province of British Columbia is generated in northern BC. Don't you forget it. You know? <laughs> so. Good for you, John. Uh, yes. Um, we had a board chair. Uh, whenever we went down with Canadian home builders 
um, people would tease him because when you would do the round table, he would go, I am Gordon Bliss, I'm from Prince George, I'm from the economic engine of Northern BC, I'm from yeah. the economic engine of the province yeah. from Northern BC. And people yeah. go, oh my goodness. Yeah. But he just kept saying it, right? Exactly. So because it is. it is the truth, he wanted folks from the Lower Mainland to understand you need to support us. And that then being said, Terry, is that, uh, you know, the past eight years were changing Prince George dramatically. The next 10 will equally or even more so change uh, Prince George. And then that being said, and you being a candidate, tell us a little bit about what your platform is going forward as you look not only at Prince George, but as a leader in the in, in northern BC community that is being looked at by others as leaders and that showed really when we had the fire fires here in 2018-19 and in 17-18-19 and and where Prince George really took on a leadership role in terms of accommodating hundreds and hundreds if not thousands well, of people. Well a whole nother city bumped in with us yeah for a summer they literally moved in and yeah. that was incredible I, I can't remember how many babies were born. Yeah. There was actually a photo yeah. of it, yeah. of all the babies that were born. Best yeah. laid plans at yeah. home in Williams Lake and children were born here. People passed away here. Yeah. Um, we literally brought them in under our wing and we bunked in together. And that was pretty much half my first term. Yeah. And then this recent term, we, we just don't talk about the wildfires as much anymore because it's been replaced with COVID. Yeah. And so COVID um, being around the world, yeah. our little piece of paradise here was yeah. also very affected also, of course. Yeah. And so we really had to um, make sure that we were driving the bus yeah. and, and, and leading our city. And being looked at as leaders, bringing everybody yes. in Northern BC together. Absolutely. And, and, and then, especially then, U.S. potential mayor looking forward, is tell us a little bit about how you see that in terms of, uh, you know, the uh, looking back, the eight years that you were involved were changing. Uh, you know, the, the council has been, in my opinion, very proactive and under the leadership of the mayor uh, and uh, Lynn Hall and... Uh, who has chosen to retire and uh, you know then you as a new candidate for that uh, particular uh, position how do you look forward in terms of the economic development up in George but also in regards of that leadership role in northern BC really well uh, Lynn Hall has left some very big shoes to fill and yeah. I'm mindful of that yeah. and um, regardless of what chair you have around the council table you get one vote yeah. Whether you're a side hustle as a counselor, because yeah. most counselors are there, um, it's, it's part full-time-ish, but most folks have another job at the same time. Yeah. Um, so that, that position of mayor is pivotal. Yeah. That is the person that is the outward face yeah. and that is there to embrace opportunities, to be out there, be the face, meeting folks, and um, having the radar on to capture opportunities that are not, we don't even know. Right. About yet. Yeah. So it is a very, very important position. Yeah. It has to be somebody that is um, professional. Yeah. Smart. The ability to work with Good others. Leadership. That, which I, I think the most important skill. Yeah. John, of 
a mayor position or anybody in a senior leadership position yeah. is the ability to work with other people. Yeah. It's, it's just essential. Yeah. One, one person, when I, when I hear about how one person's going to go in and do X, Y, Z, yeah. um, it, it's impossible for one person to pull off anything good. Yeah. And it takes partnerships. Yeah. It's going to be partnerships with our economic development arm yeah. of our, of the city. It's going to be, um, meeting regular with um, representatives from our forestry, forestry yeah. industry, yeah. mining, um, the future of uh, greener energy. Yeah. Uh, industry is going to take the lead on that yeah. if we open the door yeah. and with different levels of government providing incentives, yeah. um, they will take the lead. They are. Yeah. Look at our um, hydrogen yeah. plant here. So there, you're, there's going to be more of that. Yeah. People are no smart. Question. Yeah. There are brilliant people out there yeah. that are keen on solving problems. And as a mayor, we just have to be there to invite them to bring these opportunities to the table yeah. and discuss how we can capture those. Yeah, we are a can-do city. That's what we yes. and, and Smart Money is looking at the region and Northern British Columbia as the land of opportunity. And, yes. And, and then it appears to me that because of your background, obviously you're a very effective community a co communicator that is already obvious in uh, you know because of your experience that has served you well it has john it has um and um w working in the different jobs that i have yeah it's always taken a whole team to make anything yeah. happen yeah and that's the part i like best yeah it, it doesn't just um share the responsibility, yeah. but it shares an opportunity with others. Yeah. And there's nothing better than cooperation. Yeah. I, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody, you think a certain way, John, you have a conversation with one or two, three people, and your mind has changed. Yeah. Or you open it, or a light bulb, and you go, oh my gosh. Yeah. I had tunnel thinking, I had one way of thinking, I've been challenged, Correct. and I'm grateful to the people who presented that challenge. Yeah. It just makes you a better person. Yeah, no question about that. Well-rounded. Yeah. Right? So, no question about that. Yes. Now, we already know that being a mayor is not an easy job. It is a demanding job, a challenging job uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. This is just not, uh, oh, we'll start around 10 o'clock and then by 3, no, no, it's not that kind of a job. It's a 24-7 job for all intents and purposes. It is. So at what point did you have to say to the family, sit down, I got to talk to you. No, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah. Want to, I'm, I want to go and become the mayor of Prince George. How did that process go? Because you have your family on site, obviously, and then I'm sure you have been deliberating it should be because it's virtually a we uh, as a family unit uh, uh, make that commitment and and uh, obviously you found the support. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, John, you're not wrong. Um, uh, at the council or mayor level, you uh, cannot do it and invest the time that is necessary to do it right uh, without the blessing of your family. Yeah. There's many missed dinners. Yeah. Um, that, that being said, uh, mayor or counselor, I think family does have to come first, yeah. regardless of Always. whatever is happening. Always. If needed by your family it, to manage expectations, yeah. regardless of whether you're mayor or counselor, yeah. I think it's very fair of yeah. that human that's 
existing in those seats that has yeah. that opportunity yeah. to be okay and comfortable that our community is going to support them yeah. when their family comes first. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was encouraged. I, I was going to run for my council seat. Yeah. Then when Mayor Hall uh, announced he was going to retire, I started to think about it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we had some great candidates come forward. Yeah. Really good candidates. Yeah. And I thought, that's okay. I can still run for my chair and be a support to whoever gets in a, the mayor's yeah. chair. Well, because I'm just not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it in, in another term. Yeah. I'll put it off for another four years yeah. and then maybe do it then. And it, there was just a, such a groundswell of support yeah. from people that I admire yeah. and people that I trust. Yeah. And, but the final say yeah. was Kevin. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And I, I said to him, how do you feel about it? Or should I just wait? And he said, Terry, why, why, why wait? Your time is now. He said, remember your slogan on, in 2014 on your first run was elect Terry McConaughey. The time is now. Yeah. He goes, Terry for mayor, the time is now. Yeah. He said, I've known you your whole life. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And there is nobody that I know better that makes decisions that come from the right place yeah. at all times with a little side of kick-ass when things go off the rails. Yeah. But um, there's nobody I know that will do a better job than you, and a friend, my, and, my wife, and, and, and um, I support and you 100%. Let's do this. That's Kevin, right? That's Kevin. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Kevin. So yeah. how could I say no to that? He's yeah. just my biggest cheerleader, so yeah. just... Looking at his face, is yes. he working? Uh, is he? Is he will he... be retiring. He, his plan was to retire yeah. uh, early 2023. So what did he do? He works. He uh, works for QP as a national rep. Okay. For the school districts. Okay. And so he has been. He worked for the city. Yeah. Through high school. Yeah, yeah. Mowing lawns. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we were in Kelly Road together, okay. he would work summers. Yeah, yeah. Mowing grass and whatnot yeah. in the parks department. Yeah. And then worked his way up. And then we raised our family. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more. I want to know more about your family. Yes. Um, yeah. So your kids. And... Yes. Thank you for asking. I yeah. always want to talk about my yeah. family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kevin, Kevin's family moved out here from Ontario in the 70s for the job at the Pultnells. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of folks came out from Ontario and out east, Newfoundland, yeah. all came out here for those jobs. And same story. They're just going to stay here for a decade or so, maybe get some money or behind less. them, right? And then go back home. Yeah. Well, they all stayed. Happen. And then more family yeah. came out. And so um, Kevin's parents were here and some uncles and aunts and cousins. And um, Kevin moved to Bear Lake from Cambridge, Ontario to Bear Lake. That was a bit of a... Was he working at the sawmill then? Or? Well, he was just a child then, so he went yeah. to Bear Lake Elementary. But yes, he did work in the sawmill there. Okay. Thanks for asking. You yeah, reminded yeah. me. Yeah. And his uh, dad worked at Polar Forest yeah. Polar, in, yeah. in uh, HR. Ferguson Lake Sawmills at one point. Yes. Polar. Yeah, you're right. And in for yeah. Yes. So Kevin and I, when we met in, in high school, yeah. and um, we got married, and we moved to Vancouver, we moved to Toronto. Yeah. You know, like any young yeah, couple yeah. wants to, they yeah. think, let's, let's get out of here, yeah. right? Get away from our parents in this small town and go live in the big city. Yeah. Well... <laughs> We came back yeah. fairly shortly, right? Just to be where our families right. were. And then when we got married in November 1989, 
Uh, we've had three children. Yeah, tell me about your children. Yes, Melissa, Michelle, and Mike. Melissa is um, 33, I think. Uh, I'm thinking, too, this <laughs> is a test. This is a test. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and she's married yeah. to uh, Martin Lacasse. Who Do they live here? They or? live here. Yeah. Um, Lacasses have a century farm out um, in the Salmon Valley, out in okay. the valley. Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah, an old yeah. farm and a couple generations there. Yeah. And Michelle married Cole, uh, Reed Lake. Both my daughters married farm guys yeah. uh, with wonderful families. Yeah. And the weddings were perfect. Yeah. Because the family is just, just matched. Yeah. And we're just all very good friends. Yeah. And our clans really joined together. Right. And our son uh, just turned 30 in August. Yeah. And he has his own company. Okay. What does he, he do? He has Highlander Millwright Services. And okay. he is a millwright machinist. Okay. Yeah. So he does, he's all over the place. Okay. Working throughout the north and Maybe in Alberta. Maybe sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah. He's so smart. Yeah. He's very good at what he does. One with one on the way. Yeah. So Jason Patrick Devereaux is yeah. our one. He is five. He just started kindergarten. Yeah. So I was there for the first day of kindergarten. Yeah. And we have one more uh, in around December 15th. Yeah. We'll be arriving. Excellent. Oh, Looking yeah. I'm so it. excited. Yeah. A Christmas baby. Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. And, uh, you know, the, the first... Early voting is going to take place today, today. already, and then uh, October the 15th is a week and a half away or something like that. Yes. And, uh, you know, the anything else that comes to mind that you want to mention as we sit here and kind of look forward and saying, Cherry, in a week and a half your world is going to change because uh, you've been elected or you know um. I, I John I just can't encourage people enough to get out and vote yeah right we we there, there there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world yeah and that's right a, and that, people that, just need to get out and vote it yeah. is it is so critically crucial. important right and yes. then the other thing about it that I I admire about us collectively is that and especially when you mention look around the world how civil we are even in elections, that if I look around, it's a blood sport and it gets mean and, and, and bad. And, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, it, there's six it, of us it, running. It still can be respectful. 100%. And, and make the case. And, uh, but the most important part is that we are all stakeholders and that as voters, and sometimes at the risk of being a little bit critical, is saying that we don't, take the time to go and vote and if you want to be part of this amazing province and this amazing country in northern BC in particular go vote you know and then uh, you know because uh, it then allows you the benefit so many countries in the world don't have the privilege of being able to vote it is one of the most important privileges that you can have as an individual of, of humankind. Right. Exercise it, right? Yes, you know? indeed. And it's free and yeah. it's accessible. Yeah. And information, uh, I, I encourage people to make an informed vote, yeah. second, yeah. and to really do their background. Yeah. There's six of us running for the seat of mayor. Yeah. And um, 
I encourage people to look into my platform, reach out to me. Yeah. I'm more than happy to have a discussion. Yeah. Um, as it has been said around town, John, yeah. may the best woman win. Yeah. And then what I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, the interview in particular the mayor candidates and, uh, you know, before the 15th, hopefully, and that means doing maybe as many as two a day sometimes. But yes. I think that's important as well to have a, a platform, I'm not saying that I'm so important, but other than it gives us a conversation and maybe see parts of you that they didn't know. And you're I agree. a unique individual and, uh, you know, a highly effective communicator and uh, be a pleased to have you and, and as a counselor and now potentially running for mayor is going to be exciting. It is going to be very exciting. Yeah. So get out and vote Prince George. Terry, thank you for having thank me. Thank you so much, yeah. John. And good luck. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. It's always a I'll pleasure. Give you a hug later, but it'll be a tied up right now on other things. And then, yes. You know, and, uh, on election night. Yeah. So I enjoyed uh, our discussion and uh, hope that our public uh, and, and the voters in particular in Prince George uh, got to know you a little bit better. And uh, as we said uh, on the 15th or before that, make sure you vote.